Online. We're also online at WRQK.com. And we're excited to talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com at 8 o'clock. Jeez. So Browns go winless at home again this year. I guess Hugh was already out there talking about Deshaun Kaiser. Wondering if, and I'll paraphrase. I guess uh, I read he was wondering if he's ever going to get it. And that, uh, you know, he has a lot of growing to do. Yeah, and, he's and, a rookie quarterback. Well, yeah. not, only, not only that, but again, like somebody reminded me of this a few weeks ago, is that he's actually younger than Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen, who are who will be coming out this year. Maybe not even this year, maybe the year after. Yeah, so, he's 21. He's like young as hell. So he's really, really young. So there's some of that. And, you know, obviously a lot of people on Twitter are like, look, dude, you can blame Kaiser all you want, but you're the head coach. You haven't won a game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at some point, man, stop blaming the players so much. The good news about the Cleveland Browns organization is that there's plenty of blame to go around. You can blame coaches. You can blame players. You can blame front office. You can blame everyone. I actually there's found no... myself defending them this weekend. Really? I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I was hanging out with some friends and a, a buddy of mine was being really, really negative about him. And I was like, look, man, I was like, I hear all that and you're absolutely right right? But this hiring of John Dorsey does have me excited. It really does. I think at least this, at least now, now look, it could completely fall on its face. It's totally possible. I'm not going to sit here and say that's not possible. I, I just have too much track record the other way for me not to, you know, bring it in. But we've at least seen now somewhere else where he's been, where decisions he's made about personnel and things like that have gone well. And so I'll take that. And so, you know, and so, yeah, I found myself being a little bit like, Nah, they're going to be fine. Everything's going to be everything's going to be good. And I'm not convinced that John Dorsey's not going to fire Hugh Jackson and bring in another coach right now. I wonder. I wonder if the Browns right now had the option. If and I'm talking like on an individual layer or like like layer where people didn't necessarily know your answer. If it was like, yo guys, you just want to like mail it in for the last two weeks. You don't have to go out and play. You don't have to go out and practice. Like, and we just take your two game checks away. You still get the rest of your contract. You still get the you know the the accolades of being a football player and you still get to continue your career in the NFL, but for the next two weeks you guys just don't have to come into work, I bet you most of them would take it, right? Nah, dude, here's the thing. No, no, no. In in 1990, absolutely. But now, Twitter, your brand suffers. Your platform's over. And so, no, 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 dude. That's what I'm saying. You'll sink yourself. You get get like a free pass on that kind of. Just on an individual level, do you still want to go out there and play this game? No. Do you still want to go out there and do your job? You ask any human being. Any, I'll say, you ask any American human being whether or not, and you pad it so comfortably that nothing bad happens to you if you don't go. Of course not. Right. What am I, I doing mean, here right now? I just, yeah, I think you just unfairly set up that that situation. Yeah. So we walked into work this morning. Yeah. And sitting at our uh, sitting at our spaces in the studio was just a bottle of booze. Yeah. Each of us, yeah. bottle of Tito's, just sitting there. And then there was a card underneath it. I gotta grab this. Gotta grab this here. Grab that there. All and right. there was a, there was like there was like a there was like a coffee gift card underneath that. And it was just happy holidays from Keith and Jeff. And then like that's printed out. Santa's got the headphones on. Rock it out to iHeartRadio. Of course. Uh, Listening to the app. It's available anywhere. Yeah, download it free everywhere. <laughs> Keep Santa with you wherever you go. Right in your pocket there, Santa is. Yeah, North Pole Radio toasted by Santa. So it's printed out. <laughs> And it has their names printed out, and then Fanto pointed out to me, he's like, then both these cheese balls signed it in marker <laughs> underneath it. Like, they autographed it for us. They autographed the card, and then there's just like a bottle of Tito's. 
Now, a fine, a fine liquor, a fine vodka there. If you're going to drink vodka, you do a lot worse, right? I actually really like Tito's. I feel like Tito's kind of, uh, what do I want to say it's here? It's a little hipsterish. It's a little hipsterish, it but is. for a reason. Like, there, it, like, it is kind of like it's, a it step is good. up. It's better than, like, Grey Goose, I think. Yeah, uh, you know, strippers and hipsters. That's okay. a, like, dude, that All should right. be on the Tito's label. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I love it. It's act- I actually got a bottle in my freezer at home. Right? So it's not the booze. It's not that at all. And full disclosure, was expecting nothing. Right. Was expecting nothing. not a thing. So it was like, all right, that's kind of cool. What a cool move, right? There's a little bit of a cool move. Yeah. But then there was, a, like, after it set in for me for a minute, of course, I got to hate on it, right? Because that's what I do. And it just, dude, you and I aren't these guys. We're not the go home, grab the rocks glass, drop a couple cubes in, pour the liquor in, and let the day wash away. That's not who we are. No, nor are we, like... Yo, this bottle of booze. I'm having a party at my house this weekend. We're Come over to my up. house. We're gonna line no. them up and do shots, and we're dude. We're gonna tear through this bottle of Tito's in like no time. And so there was a little bit of me that was like, "Well, wait a." F- <laughs> now coming from a guy who's not gonna get either one of them, any. No, no, I will not. Anything? The guy, because I'm the guy that's like, dude, I gave you a good radio show. What else you want from me? You're not getting anything else. And look, sounds like today you might not even get that. <laughs> so I like I don't want to hate on it, but it was just and honestly, and I hate to be this guy because I'm always like we're going too far, quit like padding the world. But in 2017, you can still give an employee booze. Um, it felt a little strange to me. Really? I, uh, I I I thought that you know, interesting. At the very least, you know, you, you don't necessarily know what people's situations are in life and like I don't know like I guess they know oh. neither one of us are alcoholics I guess or are they assuming we're alcoholics because they gave us liquor you know what I mean like isn't there a little well, bit he, of like here's the thing I find interesting he even said about the Christmas party which is this Thursday he even said he was like he was like May- yeah, maybe those two guys will drink more than they should but I, he's like I don't think so he was saying it to somebody else okay. so they kind of know it's like yeah dude they'll drink like we're, it's not like we won't drink but we're neither one of us are like Ragers anymore? No, she's not who we are. No, um, and I guess maybe that's what is like. Well, you know, here's a bottle. Um, I, I the thing that made me kind of scratch my head is like, I can't believe you just left this out. Like, uh, there's plenty of people that work here, right? And like, oh my god, I didn't even think of somebody, that. What if somebody would have just snagged this? You know, is there anyone underage that works here? Anyone under the age of 21? Like, leaving alcohol around minors? You maybe on the that? cleaning crew, right? I don't know. I don't know. Part-time, I never see those people. Part timers? Any of them? No. Do we still have part-timers? I don't know. Who else works here, dude? Is anybody else here right now? See, here's the good thing. Is that that cat is away this week. Like, boss man's out, right? Oh, yeah. The cat's away, right? Oh, yeah. Dude, should we get drunk on this Tito's right now? See, here's the thing. I don't think you're allowed because you're running the board. Right. Like, is it? Like yeah, legally, I don't. Yeah, legally, I don't. Think I mean, I've done plenty of drunk shows on the radio before. And I guess technically I could because you're running the board. But I just don't think it's the right call, right? Like no, something great, not. something great and like really funny and organic would really happen. And instead of them going, "Oh, dude, that was awesome radio!" Like, thanks for that. We'd be walked out, I think. And instead of you know, I don't want that. Them being like, "Hey, that was awesome. Thanks for that." Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be like you two idiots are Get gone. One hundred percent. Get hey, out. Thanks for thanks for showing up this Peace year. Peace out.
How was that, uh, dude? How was that Christmas bar over the weekend? Ah, uh, well, I'm good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you asked me about that Christmas bar. So that Christmas bar Saturday night, I worked. Um, it was a good time. It was. It was a little bit different. I feel like it was a younger crowd. Me oh, and, good. Me and the two bartenders I was working with, we just agreed it was a meat market. Like everyone was getting ready to hook up. People were like making out everywhere. Nice. And it's like, dude, Santa Claus is literally watching you right now. Oh, so the shelf. It's towards the end of the night. It's probably like it's after we've done last call. So like you know, oh, wow. so I bring volume down and I'm like, yo. Now, Last call is not 2.15 there, right? No, no, no. Okay. 11.45. Like midnight. Bar closes at midnight, so 11.45, yo, this is your last chance to get a drink. Like, hey, we're closing the bar down soon. You guys have to get get on your way here. So we're after last call. There's a group of people there, younger people. The two young women that are in that group are very excited that I'm there. They're big listeners. They listen all the time. Know all sorts of, of like, show verbiage. Like, had all sorts of, like, excitement to be there. So their boyfriends are happy, too. Like, they're, yo, Phantom, cool, blah, 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 blah. One of their friends ends up joining them. Their friend is not impressed with me at all. And, like, I don't care. Whatever, bro. Like, that's nothing to do with me. But he's being a dick all night. So at the end of the night, somebody spills a drink. And I don't know if he knocked it over or whatever. But he knocked it over. But so so the security guard says to this guy, yo, time for you to get out of here. Like, Hold it's on. time for you to go. Side question, security guard. One of Santa's elves, reindeer, how's he dressed? What's what's the what's the what's the attire? So he says to this guy, "You got to get out of here. It's time to go." So it ends up being somewhat of an altercation as this guy gets removed from the bar because he says, "I'm not leaving." And it's like, "Well, no, bro, you you're are, being kicked out of a Christmas-themed bar. Like you are leaving." So it ends up being somewhat of an altercation as this guy gets taken out of the bar. So one of the other dudes comes flying out like, "That's my brother!" and jumps on top of the security guard as this security guard has the first guy down. So at this point, I follow out and I grab the other guy. Like, what else am I supposed to do? So I grab the other guy. I've got him in like a a rear naked chokehold with the left hand, got the right arm wrapped around him, and like these dudes are like trying to scrap up at the Christmas bar. Uh, What the hell is going on? I'll tell you what's going on. Glory days. That's exactly (laughs) what went on. Two linebackers from Tusla or whatever who were like heroes 10 years ago now aren't like the hero anymore and do people are making a big deal out of you and they freaked out you uh that's what the, happened you're at the christmas bar people if this was like buzzbin i'd be like all right man hey yeah dude things get rowdy goes, right you know what i mean but dude you're at the christmas bar and you were involved in a physical altercation yeah what are you doing dude, with your life bro rudolph teenies <laughs> right. rudolph teenies right. should not end in like full nelson like, what, what is going on that's, i uh i i was percent completely agree with that. Wow, dude, I can't wait for the Christmas party. I, I keep sitting there thinking, I was like, what is like, this goes down. I was like, well, there's the first thing I thought is, well, there's no security, right? And then I'm, security. I'm surprised to find out that there's security at a Christmas bar. God, what is the matter with you, America? We need security. We need security at, at that Christmas bar. You guys can't get through Rudolph Teenies without like, you know, the people's elbow. What the hell's going on? Well, I'm surprised by that. Yeah, it was something. Interesting. So you didn't something. have to like throw punches or anything, right? No, 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 no. I just grabbed the dude, took him off, and by the time you know it all got said and done, dude, just, just saving kids from cheetahs, <laughs> throwing dudes out of Christmas bars, Phantom. He's your like last action hero. Unreal. I actually had a weird thing happen at the bar too this weekend okay. as, I, as I was bartending at the Agora. And Friday night, we had a white rapper in the house named Lil Pump. Okay, Lil Pump. Okay, he's got like one song, and. A young kid came into the bar 
and was standing at the bar, and it was like we were almost open, right? Like doors just open, and I'm still like counting down my drawer and all this stuff, right? As people are coming in, and this kid walks up to the bar, and he is just crying. Like right. gushing waterfalls from the face. Now you say kid, like we talking like a seven year old? I'm no no no. I'm gonna put him at between ten and thirteen, fourteen ish. Okay. Okay? Because it was an all ages show. And he is gushing from the eyeballs, just like just waterfalls of tears. Maybe his first concert. And I was completely intrigued and I honestly I was taken aback and I I have reflected all weekend. On what it is that made this kid cry, and I still I can't wrap my head around it. I'm gonna give you that story next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Coming up at eight o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. Get his take on the Browns. Uh, well, going winless again at home. Whether or not he thinks he was gonna be around. Bunch of stuff to ask him, actually. Yeah, dude. Cavaliers victory last night as well, beating up the Warriors. Or not the Warriors. I'm sorry, the Wizards. Uh, big Eastern uh, Conference uh, opponent right there. So uh, happy to uh, happy to talk to him about that as well. Nah, I don't know about that. I mean, all year, even before the season started, ah, they're going to walk through the East. So I mean, there is no such thing as a Big East opponent. They were going to walk through it the entire season. So I don't. I don't. I mean, yes, but. I, I I love that. Before the season starts, don't worry about it. They're going to walk. It doesn't matter. Now that we're in battles and games, Cavs Twitter wants to tell me, oh, dude, look at this big win last night. How can it be a big win? You told me they were going to walk out of it. They're going to stroll. They're going to backstroke. Nothing's a big win until we get to the NBA Finals. I, I don't. Both things cannot exist as true at the same time. So over the weekend, I worked at the Agora. We had a little pump there, and if you don't know him, that's because you're a grown-up and you shouldn't. Yes, I don't know. A uh, little pump is, uh, he, he, I don't know, I guess he's got this one song. And I actually thought the parody of his song was his song. But I, I guess he's pretty popular, and he's, you know, these days, I mean, he was sold out. I mean, I think we sold 1,500 tickets or whatever it was. And when I got there, there was already kids waiting out in front, like, the front door. In the freezing cold, 12 degrees it was that day. They were out there since 1 o'clock that afternoon. We didn't open the doors till 6, I think. They were out there at 1 o'clock in the afternoon for this. Maybe to catch a glimpse of this kid. Whatever. So we go to open the doors, and I'm still like counting my drawer down. Like getting ready to start the night. Bottles are on the bar. We're almost ready. And this kid comes walking up to the bar. And he is dripping tears from the face. I mean, hard on, full on crying. Right? When I say kid, between 10 and 14, and it's hard to place his age totally because he was a little undersized, you could tell, like 90 pounds and already a vegan. You like one of those, right? Hair quaffed over all one side, covering just the one eye. And he's just really little, tank top and like skinny jeans. I don't know what else you'd wear. Like I said, he's maybe 90 pounds. All right. Undersized, you could tell. Like, I, like I'm serious. Like a vegan already, you could totally tell. And so I'm the only one that notices he's standing at the corner of the bar and he's like, like bawling his eyes out. Like bloody murder, bawling his eyes out. So not even like trying to hide it. Like No, like he's like trying to get flag one of us down because he like wants attention. So I walk over there and I'm counting my singles out in the back of my head. I was like, yo, little dude, what's going on, man? Like, why are you crying, dude? Like, what happened? Like, let me try and help you, right? And I'm just like 47, 48, right. you know, counting money down. And he's like, well, I don't know where to start. 
And I was like, okay, well, well, right. let's start at what made you cry. Like, right. let's get there. Well, you know, I got here early because I'm like the biggest <laughs> little pump fan ever. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, like, well, what happened, buddy? Like, like I, I care. Like, I want to help you, dude. Right? And I can tell it's like, I was like, you know, for those of you that don't know, the Agora is in the east, it's in east Cleveland. Like, it's in a bad, it's not necessarily in a good neighborhood, right? Right. And so I was like, God, what, uh, what could possibly, you know what I mean? A million things could have happened to this kid outside of this venue waiting on this thing, right? And so he's like, oh, you know, I was just standing in line and like waiting for you guys to open the door. And it's like so cold out there. And like, you know, I don't have a jacket and I'm like just here in my tank top. And then, right, again, and I was like, okay, well, I was like, dude, if you're cold, like we can like, let's figure something out. I think I brought an extra sweatshirt. Like, let me try and help you, right? And he's like, no, that's not it. And I was like, okay. And he was like, I was standing outside and this group of girls were like dancing next to me and it was aggressive and it made me feel uncomfortable. And he's just like pouring from the face, crying. And at that point I had like hit my limit where I was like, Bruh, did you just come in here and tell the bartender that you're crying because girls were twerking next to you while you were standing in line for a rap show? Yeah, I don't know. It just, it's aggressive. And it was like, it, it, they were in my space. And it, it, like, it, was, it made me feel uncomfortable. And I told him, I was like, dude, I'm sorry, man. I was like, I don't know how to deal with your generation. I was like, when I was growing up, dude, if a girl was twerking on you outside of a show, that was a good thing. Like, I don't know how to handle your pussy generation. I was like, there's a cop right there. I was like, you can go over there and tell him, but I personally think he's going to laugh at you, dude. Like, I don't think this is going to go the way. And he was just like, oh my God. I'm like, okay. And he like, he like sissified, ran off the bar. And I was just like, that's the most 2017 thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Did you see him again? No, never saw him again rest of the night. For all I know, dude, some girl twerked him to death in the bathroom, and the kid's never going to be heard from ever again. I, I Dude, I, I just thought to myself in, in the back of my head, this kid needs to go home and punch his parents. Like, get your... Dude, what is the matter with you people? You were raising a nation of sissies. I couldn't believe it. A girl twerked next to him, and it made him cry. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. 6 9 Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRTK.com. I saw the new, uh, the new Star Wars movie late last week, Thursday, and I kind of came in here Friday and said, look, I, uh, I don't want to go overboard. I'm not going to trash it. I'm not going to talk about how Disney ruined it and sissified it and all this stuff. I'm not going to do that. All I'm going to say is that I didn't feel like it lived up to the hype, and I didn't feel like it was as good as or on par with The Force Awakens, because everybody hit me up. They're like, you hate everything, though. And I was like, well, I loved The Force Awakens, so your point's kind of dumb. Because there's me liking something in this particular series. Same genre, same movie scene, see what I'm saying? So that I hate everything argument doesn't really hold when I loved another piece from this series. Okay, so let's, we gotta not do that. We gotta not do the, well, Stansbury hates everything thing. Right? Because I love The Force Awakens. I thought Rogue One was good, not great. I didn't like it as much as other people did, but I did like it. I did enjoy it. I've watched it more than once. Own it. Okay, And I said about The Last Jedi that that's where the difference is. That I won't watch this movie more than once. And that I won't own it. And that that's okay. And yet all weekend long, everybody's got to send me all these blogs and this opinion blog that tells me why I'm wrong. And you didn't just get it. And it's the perfect 2017 Star Wars movie. And if you were woke, you would have gotten it. And all this stuff. And I don't know why that has to happen. Why can't it just be that I saw it, didn't care for it as much as some other people did, and that be the end of it? 
I didn't come in here and ruin it for you. I'm not trashing it. I'm not going overboard. And people are hitting me with the numbers. Did 220 million? You're an idiot. You're wrong. Did 220 million? Nobody was arguing Star Wars wasn't going to turn a dime in the theater. You got one of the most powerful brands in movie making history. Of course it was going to do numbers. What do you, I mean, like, you can't show me an opening weekend of a Star Wars movie and tell me I, that, like, that makes me wrong about the fact that it's, that it's a bad movie. And you can dislike the most popular thing on the face of the planet, like the number one song in the country. You can be like, eh, not my cup of tea there. I call it a turd. And yeah, that's, that's, that's okay. Like, that, that happens. So I was interested. And here's what I find very interesting. Sorry about that. I should turn my phone off. More than a few people. And I thank you for this, because it's more than a few. It's a ton. Have circled back via social media this last weekend and said to me, Oh, dude, I thought you were just amping this up. You were right. Like, this is bad. Like, it was not good. Like, a guy who listens to us all the time, he now has moved to Texas, Nicholas, reached out and said, Dude, I, were, I, was like, I was hoping you were just being a jerk about this to get a rise out of me. He's like, Now, after I've seen it, I know the truth. And I said to him, I was like, Nick, I don't do that. I know people think every radio guy does. I don't do that. I'm not interested in that. Like, I legitimately just thought it was just okay. Like, I didn't see the thing. Waited, you know, the, the entire time. Wanted it. I was actually in the theater saying to myself, like this, dude. Come on, like it. You, you said just okay and bad within the last, like, minute. Which, like, I, I, where do you stand on it? If, for me, if you release something from, from this series and it's just okay, to me, that's bad. Without the expectations for of the me series. It was, was, for, for me, it was bad. For most of you, it will, it will be just okay. So that's what I mean to say, I guess. I, I, I didn't hate it. It's not like I was like, oh my God, what the hell did you do? It wasn't that. It just wasn't like, oh, this isn't for me. Like, this isn't good. Like, it's not... Like, The Force Awakens got me right back into the series. I was like, okay, this is a solid reboot. Did it have its issues? Yes. Was it a perfect movie? No. But it got it was a solid reboot and got me pulled right back into the series. Rogue One was kind of like, all right, we're going to do this whole other thing, and I'm supposed to care about this storyline. Don't really. But okay, I'll pretend I do. And then this came out, and it was like, where in the hell are we going? Like, what is happening right now? And some of the stuff was just like, no, you can't do that. Nah, dude, shouldn't have done that. And I just didn't like it. Also, it was a little long. It wasn't terrible, but it was... I, the best word I can use without hyperbole is average. That's the best word I can use. And I guess I'm just a little bit... Because on Friday, everybody's like, oh, you hate everything. Of course you hated it. We knew you weren't going to like it. And sure enough, so a bunch of you went over the weekend, and a bunch of people hit me up, and they were like, man, you're right. Like, this is not, this was not a good offering. I saw plenty of people on the other side saying, like, yo, best Star Wars movie in years, blah, 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 blah. Um, At the end of the day, we're talking about an opinion-based thing here. (laughs) So, like, if Stansberry doesn't like something, that doesn't mean you're going to dislike it. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you go formulate your own opinion, experience it, and decide if it was for you or not, I guess. Right, because people were like, man, I wish people would stop telling me how bad it is that you're you're going to make me hate it before I see it, and I disagree. I wish everybody would have told me how bad it was before I got a chance to see it. That way, when I would have went, I would have been like, all right, it's not that bad. But I went in there like a 10-year-old kid expecting like uh, expecting The Force Awakens Part 2, and I didn't get it. You, and neither will you. Do you think that, that, that Disney has anything to do with the diminishing return here on I mean, they, quality, I, mean, I guess? It's, it's impossible to say no. They own it. They run it. They're making decisions on it. So, yes, of course they have a hand in it. 
Do I think it's because Disney is known as a kids company and that's what led to it? No, I'm not going to be that guy. But do they have a hand in it? Obviously, they're at the helm. I here's what the boat here's what I walked away with thinking really is, dude, directors matter. Like as much as like we we don't, you know what I mean, we'll we'll skip over that kind of stuff. Like I think if JJ Abrams had actually been behind that camera and not just produced it, you end up with a better movie. Now, I could be wrong on that. Maybe I'm wrong. But, like, J.J. Abrams actually did The Force Awakens, and you were sucked into that, and it was like, whoa, dude, this is really good. And then you get this one, and, of course, they do what they always do. It's like, ah, we'll farm out another director. And it just wasn't, it just didn't hold up. And I'm a little bit, I am, I, I am, I'm a little bit encouraged about the fact that multiple people went and hit me up and said, oh, dude, I thought you were crazy. But in reality, you were just telling us the truth. I'm not going overboard. I'm just separating my Star Wars fandom from it. I got a 40-year love history with this franchise, and I'm trying and I'm separating that from it. And as a matter of fact, I felt like I did a pretty good job of that on Friday when I said to you, ultimately, when you really look back on it, the series is about two movies deep, ultimately, all of it. And that really, Empire covers up the stench of what was Jedi. And that we don't argue about that enough. We don't argue about the fact that actually the, the original trilogy is only really two movies deep. Not three. That Empire covers up the stench of Jedi. You know what I mean? That's separating the fandom of it. I'm not, I'm not going crazy. I'm not in hot takeville. I'm just telling you, it's like, dude, when you're honest about it, and you take away your 13-year-old love of it, that that's what you're left with. Everybody asked me, the people who were like curious about whether or not I was, was right about it, said, well, should I go? And for the record, I told everybody that they should go. I didn't tell anybody. Don't. I didn't say it anyway. Save your money. It's a waste. Don't go. Didn't tell anybody that. Told everybody go. Go. It's good enough to see. It's not. It did not hold the Star Wars standard. But you can't send me the two hundred twenty million dollar opening money and say, "See, this is why you're wrong." We knew it was going to do numbers. It's an opinion. If you can. You're not wrong in your opinion. Whether you like something or not, there's no proven wrong. Who cares? It's, it's an opinion. Uh, this is one of those things where, yes, it's an opinion, but ultimately we can, you can decide things like are not good. Right? I mean, there's a consensus in these things a lot of times. So it's an opinion that can end up being a consensus. And I feel like that's what's going to end up happening here. That when we get far enough removed from it, much like Metallica's last record, right? When you guys were telling me how big of a hit it was going to be, and now it's nowhere. Literally, it's no place. And I kept telling you that's what was going to happen. I kind of feel like the same thing at the end of all this. When we pack the Star Wars thing away, The Last Jedi will be like, oh, yeah, that. It'll be one of those. It'll be, it will be Return of the Jedi, essentially. Something else will have covered up the stench of The Last Jedi. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rocks Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. You can win your way into the Canton Charge game this Friday night. 8.30, we'll pass those out. Charge unable to pull off a victory for Cavs on Friday night. That was a little disappointing. It's a bummer, dude. Yeah, that's... uh, I hear still a lot of people were at that. Oh, dude, it uh, it was a packed house. It was a really good game, too. It was just... They just couldn't get it over at the end. I mean... I think they lost by five, but it felt closer to that in the final minutes of it. And, uh, you know, it just sucks, man. It did. Get back at it again, though, this weekend, Friday night. 
we'll pass out those tickets around 8 30. i'm watching this video right now of uh this female browns fan just leveling this dude in the muni lot apparently uh and nobody seems to know like how it started or like what what happened she just she like grabs them and then like just like pancakes them down to the ground is what most people are calling it like she like levels them She's wearing that Joe Thomas jersey. She had a little Joe Thomas in her right there, just pancaking. Well, he even responded. And he said, he's like, she's got great form. Holds a little bit more than I do. Which is interesting. Because, again, (laughs) nobody's laughing. Nobody's sharing videos. If a dude takes a girl and throws her down to the ground, takes her head and, like, washes it in the snow. Nobody's laughing about that. I mean... It's interesting, right? This is going to be fodder for the whole country. Is going to be talking about this. Look at this. So this is how tough girls in Cleveland are. It's going to be the whole thing. There's going to be girls posting the video. Yeah, I'm an Ohio girl. Look at this. This is how we get down. It's just, it's interesting. I don't care, but it is interesting. We will celebrate the crap out of this today. You reverse this, and the world stops. I mean, dude, I mean, again, right? There'd be a ribbon. By the end of the week, we'd have a ribbon. We all had to wear it. There'd be a hashtag. We'd all have to share it. Otherwise, you'd be awful. But we will celebrate the crap out of this today. A professional football player will respond to it lightheartedly because his jersey is what she was wearing when she did it. It's interesting. It's very interesting. I want my gender equality. I want to not be able to get my ass kicked by a woman in a parking lot and be made fun of by the entire country. Where's my gender equality? I want it. I'm looking for it. I need my gender equality. I mean, it's 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 an interesting study, right? It's very I mean, dude, comics have been talking about this for the last 20 years. Something happens to a dude, it's funny. It's hilarious. Because we're supposed to be big, tough, and strong, right? But wait, but then when I act big, tough, and strong, then I'm then I'm exerting my male privilege. So which is it? At some point, Twitter, you're gonna have to decide where it is men are supposed to be. It's very interesting. Because every day, guys just waking up going, well, crap, which side of, which side of the aisle are they going to hit me on today? What side of the aisle makes me wrong today? It's very, very interesting. Unfortunately, Canton, Ohio suffered a tragedy. As uh, the Stark County Coroner's Office released the name of the employee who was killed at Freshmark Plant in Canton here, it's uh, Samuel Martinez. He was 62 years old. And emergency crews were called out to the facility. Uh, just about five o'clock on Saturday, it was about ten till when the accident took place, from what I understand. And they say his leg was caught in a piece of machinery, and uh, they're going to do an autopsy for Sunday morning. And uh, if you don't know, Freshmark produces bacon, hot dogs, and some deli meats over there. And what an awful way to go! Yeah, I thank God that I don't work in any sort of an industry where like dying is a part of the equation. There, you know yeah. what I mean? Like working around stuff like that. No, thank you. Yeah, like this job could do stuff to you. Like y- you might have a heart attack or things like that. But welcome yeah. to life. That's life. Yeah. Like I'm not going to accidentally, you know, fall into like a piece of machinery and auger or things like that, and and have my, you know, and, and will lose my life. Right. If there's a day where like I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing, if I'm not careful, if I'm not like you know detail oriented it's like oh press the wrong button everybody survived right. nothing happened Godsmack played twice right exactly <laughs> nobody where, dies where if, where if something like that happens where it's like dude even if you're just you going to work tired and you're not paying attention or you got something else on your mind What's you're thinking about pay? your wife and dude all of a sudden your legs caught up in some machine I don't know what I don't know what it 
is, but I can't, I'm, I'm sure it's not much. I remember I mean, when I was living in California, when I first moved there, I was living with my brother and his uh, his then like newlywed wife, right? And uh, up until I was like, you know, trying to find my way of what I was going to do, I just started applying for every job I could get. Right. And one of the jobs that I that I applied for and I ended up doing I ended up doing for um, a short period of time was making rims for cars. You know, you see all those dudes with twenty twos. Like right. I worked at a, I worked at a at a plant that made those. And dude, that's hard work. I mean, it's like you don't think so, but it's like, dude, you're pouring like this, like molten lava stuff into molds, and like you're doing all this stuff. And I remember like dudes were just like burning arms off and stuff. And I remember thinking to myself, like, dude, for what I'm getting paid, like I can lose limbs. Like, nah, man. Like I'm probably out on. <laughs> I'm probably out on that. It's nice not to be in a situation where you feel so desperate, where you're like, oh my god, this is worth it for me. Like this is what I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah, if, if I, I lose this to. job, I'm going to be right there, and I'm going right, to have to do it. But right, right. It's I mean, a little terrifying. Yeah, it's it's nice to not be in that situation. And I mean, you just feel terrible for like this guy's like coworkers, just in the sense of like those dudes are going right back in there today. Same like it ain't machine. no deal. Right. Same machine, same everything, like just going back at it. And it's just like, damn, dude, I'm glad I'm not in that situation. Dude, at 62 years old, too. Now, you might be asking yourself, why are they going to do an autopsy? We know what happened. Right. Yeah, but they're going to want to find out what was in his system before it happened. Oh, of course. Yeah. They're, they, I mean, they're going to want to be able to determine whether or not this was workplace related or whether or not this was like, you know, you know, self-induced. Well, and you're going to, you know, as the business, you're going to have to know that. You're going to have well, to know. Well, the insurance company is right. going to require right. it. They're going to they're absolutely require that. But man, that was terrible to read about. More stands very show right around the corner next on rock 106.9 the stansberry show rock 106.9 welcome back to the stansberry show 8 30 we'll pass out those canton charge tickets they're playing uh friday night south bay lakers well dollar dog night action is that right hello dollar dog night action free throws after the game uh you know canton charge uh looking to pick up a win after a kind of frustrating weekend for him but dude that's life in the nba g league uh, uh unfortunately John Holland out with a, uh, a shoulder injury. Oh, yeah, he got banged up. But, dude, hey, man, these uh, these guys all know the rule is next man up. And uh, shout out to everyone who came out to Cavs tonight, dude. Thank you guys so much. I, it was it was a tough loss, um, but uh, you know it was it was an electric crowd to say the least. So uh, yeah, I'll see you guys Friday night, Civic Center. Yeah, looking forward to that, South Bay Lakers. So Mitch writes in. Yeah. It says big shout out to Fantone. Okay. At this Christmas, I was at this Christmas bar this past Saturday night. Okay. We had a great night. The uh, me and me and the lady were both excited to meet Matt. I do apologize for my obnoxious buddy that was with us. <laughs> not to mention seeing you put another one of my friends in what seemed to be a full Nelson out in the parking lot was hilarious. Thanks for the bruise. Keep up the good work. So, if those of you that missed the show this morning and it start. Phantom played bodyguard at that Christmas bar for some reason. Somebody got so uh, so tuned up. I felt like Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. <laughs> like your boy was Dalton out there. Shirt on, thank God. <laughs> Shirt on, thank God. He didn't go full JR or anything. But so, like, walk people to so what happened? So, you know, I mean, at the end of the night, it was after last call. Um, there was a drink that got spilled. I don't know how it happened. To assume it was the drunk dude isn't that much of a stretch. But yeah, the security guard essentially said, like, yo, it's time to go. Oh, bro. And this should guy, be pointed out. You guys were pretty close to closing anyway. Yes. Okay. Uh, dude, we're within, uh, within 20 minutes. minutes. Right. Within okay. 15 minutes, I'm kicking everybody out of that bar. So you know? it's like, dude, just go. Right. right. It's time for you to go. go. I mean, it's right. fair enough there. And, and, and security guard was cool about it. It's not like this, this guy's first rodeo. Like, he knows, like, yo, it's time to go. And, like, You've had enough. So, so, 
the guy doesn't want to leave. He not. ends up getting dragged out. The drunk out. never wants to leave. The drunk's like, no, man, Rudolph we're having is- fun, bro. Shots, dude. dude Rudolph teas. That's what we're going to drink more of. Right. So the security guard ends up removing the guy from the building. And nice. as he's getting removed nice. from Put the building. Put that on your resume. I was once thrown out of a Christmas bar. <laughs> another dude uh, another dude comes out and, like, jumps on the security guard. So okay. I'm kind of, like, coming out as this is happening. And I'm like, dude, this is a two-on-one situation. I don't care who you are. Whether that it's, only works in sex. <laughs> whether, it's, whether it's you or your brother or your best friend, if it's a one-on-one fight, I don't care, dude. Fight. You need Right. You need it. It's not even a fight, dude. It's getting removed from a bar you don't need to physically put yourself in there so i grab the second dude up off of the security guard yeah, you gotta and kind do of that. Like toss him over because yeah. like i can't dude, i can't have Hoist a security guard getting his ass Fireman kicked right there, there. Yeah. and uh you know it all turned out okay i believe everybody you know uh, walked away peacefully at a point dude, imagine the reflection sunday morning right like you wake <laughs> up and you're just like you know you got candy canes like you know probably stuck to your nipples sleeping chest down in the bed you know Wake up, just burping up like schnapps. <laughs> just peppermint everywhere, haven't brushed your teeth yet. Still got peppermint in your mouth. Just like, man, jeez, what happened last night? Kind of got away from us, right? Like, just got, like, just got, like, got, like, got amped up. <laughs> Next thing you know, your buddy... <laughs> Finds you that like eggnog got you like thrown out of a bar. Like like I said, if you get you know if you get tossed out of like a concert venue, you're at the Agora and it's like, dude, man, you know, Papa Roach is up there. It was phenomenal, I mean, and dude, I got away from me. Getting thrown out of a of a Christmas bar is almost <laughs> almost as bad as getting drunk, getting thrown out of a haunted house. It's all it's almost that bad. It's almost that bad. Like 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 literally, Santa is everywhere in that bar watching you. Like your best behavior is what you're supposed to yeah. be on. People, you got a week left till Christmas, and you're getting kicked out of the Christmas. Was bar. it a holy war? Did you just have like you know what I mean? People that don't celebrate Christmas coming in there? I don't think so. I don't think there are any atheists in there. I don't think it was a happy holiday situation. You know, I read a little bit of that this morning, actually, that says there's a study out that says right now that that, uh, that, that overall Americans are becoming less and less religious and they're, and they're caring less and less about, like, the war on Christmas. Really? And I don't know if it's that religious people care less about the war on Christmas. I don't know if that's what it is, but I will say, Phantom, that it feels to me like we're hearing about the war on Christmas a lot less than we did like three years ago, well, right? Of course, under the presidency of Donald Trump. Yeah, he said we were bringing back Merry Christmas, <laughs> no, and now it. he's got it done, dude. No, so what would we be complaining about? Overlapping already. I'm uh, I'm a little bit surprised by that. I mean, I'm not surprised to hear that people are becoming less and less religious. You're surprised at my take. I'm surprised. Well, I'm just surprised that like people, they're saying people who are religious care less about that. To me, it feels like it's just been amped up, but maybe that is like that media, you know, that false narrative of, of media reinforce outrage. Now, this is from the right as opposed to the left as it usually is. Sure. But, like, we all get so worked up about these people who are like, I can't believe this dude is so pissed off about the star or the, uh, the Starbucks cup. And it's like, nobody really cares. Is that's he just, really that mad? That's one dude making a video right. pissing me off, like, essentially trolling me. And it's like, well, you know, this didn't happen at my local Starbucks in front of me. This happened to some dick out, you know, trying to trying to piss people off. I grew up, the, you know, the son of a minister. So my dad kind of took, like, the Christmas thing pretty seriously. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, he did have an issue with, like, Xmas. He did not like that. Okay. He liked Christ's name being in Christmas. He did like okay. that one. He's okay. like, you know, it's Christ. It's, it's, it's Christmas. He's like, I don't like the X. Especially from a, if you're practicing and you're calling it Xmas, I can see how that yeah. seems a little bit He'd off. love that. 
Okay. So he was okay. like, no, he's like, I don't, he's like, let's not take Christ out of Christmas. He's like, it can be about, back then it was the best catalog and all this stuff. It can be about your toys. It can be about G.I. Joe, but it also needs to be about this. Yeah, I was, I, yesterday me and my girlfriend watched Charlie Brown Christmas, and I think that came out in like the 60s, dude. And one of the big themes of that was Charlie Brown was upset about the commercialization of Christmas. So it's not Jeez. like, it's not like this is a new narrative of like, oh, pff, people today, they just, they don't even care about Jesus. They just wow, care about really? Santa. 1965. And by the way, dude, I didn't know that. the amount of like depression in that in that show I last night, I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, this is totally undiagnosed depression in this kid, and nobody cares. Like, nobody's, everyone's making fun of him. Poor Keaton would have gotten at least like $50,000. Charlie Brown got nothing. Yeah, that is nothing. true. Nothing. That's true. God, I saw. Yeah, man, I haven't seen that since like the '80s, so I don't know. It, uh, you'd watch it, and it, it, there's parts of it. It's just like, what? Like, what is this about right now? Um, but that is, it's a big part of it. Is like he's he's depressed about Christmas and like the you know and and the and the falseness of it and how everybody wants like new trees and new you know everything. So are they driving home a Christian narrative in in peanuts? Well, not necessarily because Jesus doesn't play too much of a part of it, but the kindness, like the it's not about. Not about gift giving. It's about right. giving, not receiving. Right, okay, right. well that's and, fair. Well, and it's like, well, but here's Charlie Brown buying this like crappy tree at the lot, and everyone gets pissed at him for it's a girl like, that yanks the football. Well, but here's the thing: is I'd be pissed at him too if we all gave you our money and said, "Hey, go buy the best tree available," and you bought the crappiest tree because you had feelings for the tree. Like, oh, I felt so bad for the tree. It's a goddamn tree. What are we talking about? Wait Charlie? a minute, dude. Wait a minute. So you're telling me the sissification of America started with the Charlie Brown Christmas because he felt bad for a Christmas tree? For a Christmas tree. And remember, Linus oh, puts a little blanket around it. Dude, I got to tell you, that's pretty snowflakey. Yeah, don't you think? <laughs> that's pretty snowflakey. He bought a tree because he's like, nobody else is going to buy it. Well, nobody else is buying it because it's a terrible investment, dude. I gave you five bucks. He gave you five bucks. We all gave you five bucks for the office Christmas tree. You bring home this crap. Yeah, you know, I got guilted about that the other day, actually, about the Christmas tree. Okay. So, like, this woman that works here, Nicole. Yeah. Like, she came barging into my office the other day. She does this a lot, where it's like right after the show, she just marches she in there. She always has a take. Yeah, she, does. She, she just marches right in there. She so, does. listen all day, and, like, this wasn't right. Like, okay. she does that all the time, right? All right, here we go. All the time. So, she walks in, and she's like, you know, I think you're sad. It's like, <laughs> I know, Nicole, so you've said. So, so you have said, right? What? And she was like, I think it's messed up that you're not going to put a Christmas tree in your apartment for Christmas. I mean, like, seriously, it's the holiday. And I was like, well, I'm going to Vegas on, you know, a week from Friday there. So, like, going to be in Vegas for the holiday. I know. But, like, you can't have a light up tree before you go to get you, like, in the season. And I was like, what does that mean exactly? What does in the season mean? Like, prepared to go buy gift cards? Like, I'm a grown-up. I can, like, I wipe the sleep out of my eye, take a shower, now I'll be all right. And then, like, you know what I mean? And go and go buy yeah. gift cards. Turn what? on my 101.7, right. go up to Belton Village, you'll be fine. What's in this? I don't, I don't understand that in the season. Like, am I just in... Christmas season because I'm I'm watching my my electric bill triple because I got flashy lights on a on a dead thing in my house. And let's be real here, it's not like it's not like you're getting ready to go, you know, uh, playing a game or something where it's like, dude, I got to mentally prepare myself. Right. I got to physically prepare myself. I have to get myself into the zone. Which, by the way, go Mount Union Raiders. Yeah, dude, the go, national you know championship I mean? again right you're there. there Pride Alliance right there. Carnation City doing something right. Shout out to Mount Union there. That's uh, awesome. There. But but yes, but before that, okay, a week before the game, okay, the day of the game, yes, LeBron has to be like, all right, I'm putting myself in a place. I'm doing this. But you're not doing any of that. You're having a Christmas tree in your apartment. I know. I said it was like, get in the house. I was like, 
just because I'm I'm not Santa. Like I'm, you know what I mean? Like I don't gotta gear up and put the presents in the bag two by two. Like that's not what's happening. Like I'm not flying the sled. Like I'm not the sleigh, whatever the hell it's called. I'm not doing that. Like, so why do I got to have this thing? And she's like, you know, I just think it's pretty sad. I mean, like, you just don't celebrate. And like, isn't that weird? I was like, no, I I don't. Ce- wait, I, don't- I was like, I spent $400 on a plane ticket to go celebrate this stupid holiday. What do you mean I'm not celebrating? It's never enough for people, right? Like, oh, my God, you're not going to see your family for Christmas. You're going to hell. Hey, I'm going go to I'm gonna go see my family for Christmas because I don't want to go to hell. You didn't put a tree in your living room before you went, though. And like, it's like, why are people so concerned about what's going on in my living room? Or is it because you're mad because you had to drag a tree into your house? Which, by the way, and we're going to do this all week. The surprising facts about the, oh, about the tree. Okay. But did you see this? It was like last week they put it out. I was like, ah, we'll, we'll kind of hold off on that till like the week of maybe. Where it's like two hundred twenty thousand bugs are like trapped inside your live Christmas tree, and it's people tree. went, people went, no way. And I was like, guys, you grab that thing from outside tree. and put it in your house. What do you think was going to happen? I've always felt like like real trees. Don't get me wrong. It, like in places they're nice, but like in a house, I don't know, dude. I just feel like that's more trouble than it's worth, right? Just go buy the plastic one. I, to me, it's one and done, and you're done, right? You buy it one year. It's probably like a car, lasts you ten, and then you know what I mean. And then you go and, and then do the thing, right? I for the life of me, is it? I mean, the smell is kind of nice, right? Yeah, but they've got Febreze now, that pine-scented Febreze. Just spray that in your house. You'll be fine, dude. And then you won't have to be vacuuming all the time, and you won't have 20 million bugs in your house. I, it, 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 honestly, it always kind of seemed like a little dirt ball to me. It always seemed a little like WT. Like either, I guess, rich man or poor man there. Either rich where you don't have to clean it up yourself and you don't care, or poor, you're letting your dog drink out of the bowl. I mean, initially, here's the thing. It is. It's kind of one of those things where in the beginning it was like, Dude, that guy's so rich. He right. has trees in his right. house. Right. Right? And now it's like, dude, that guy's so poor. He had to chop that tree <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> You're right. It is one of those things there where it's like the have and have nots are both doing the same thing. <laughs> it's like putting a paper bag around a bottle of, like, you know what I mean, 25 year old scotch. It's like, dude, what are you doing? That's not mad dog. Who cares? I want to cover it up. Oh, that's funny. Facebook is changing the way we're all going to consume videos. You're not going to like it. I'm giving you that next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8. I'm finding out, or I'm hearing anyway, from Twitter that apparently Josh Gordon was just very disengaged yesterday at the game. Like, wasn't coming back to the huddle. Was running routes that he wanted versus what like what were called and stuff. Like I was, I'm, I'm reading some of this. I don't. I'd be interested to say I didn't watch it, so I don't know how true it is. It, you know, most guys, I'd be like, well, yeah, of course, dude. It's week 14. The Browns haven't won a game yet. But Josh Gordon, you should just be happy enough to You're be out there, right? You should just be like, hell yeah, dude. Unless his agents already got him talking to another which, team, you I'm know sure. what I mean? Which is probably likely. So as net neutrality was all over the news last week, yeah. I don't want to go overboard here, but like. It was literally the day after the vote where I noticed a difference in my social media timelines. Now, it could be coincidence. Right, right. Could be coincidence, okay? I'm not, I'm not a tinfoil hat guy. But literally, two days before the vote, when I was scrolling through Twitter on my phone, videos would just roll. I didn't have to do anything. You just look at them and they just start rolling. Okay. The day after the net neutrality vote, I had to click on everything on Twitter to get it to play. Like everything. 
And then it would stop midway through. And then it would like take a little while to regenerate. And then it would go. And I'm talking, this is at my house connected to Wi-Fi. It was in here. It was in other places. So it was like, it wasn't like I was like, well, I'm in the middle of nowhere. My phone doesn't work. Okay. Like, and I was like, oh my God, like, is this happening already? Are like, are they already showing us their power already? Like maybe a little bit of like a placebo there in the sense of you found out about it. Now all of a sudden you're worried about it, but like, okay, I can but see, things I can see work you're right. not, I mean, I have to touch things for to get them to right. work or I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yes. I, you know, I, I think there's a possibility for some of that, but it just seemed weird. It seemed strange. I was like, man, I was like, there's no way this happened this fast, but no. it just, it seemed a little too coincidental for my taste. Okay. Right. So now, and this is going to start to hit the news a little bit, I, I would imagine, for a lot of you a little later this afternoon, as Facebook now has decided, look, you watch a video on our website, you're watching, you're watching commercials before it. They're putting ads on their Facebook videos, and I love it. I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. Because I'm going to be honest with you, this is totally selfish. But my, my industry competes with this. And there's never going to be this awesome content utopia Unless you pay, <coughs> you're not going to get advertised to. Because people are going to say, well, Netflix. Yeah, but you pay. You pay yeah, every month. Yeah. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. And it's because we all use it. And uh, honestly, they say net neutrality is actually what helps keep that really cheap. By the way, I don't know how true that is, but that's, that's one of the proponents of people saying, look, man, we shouldn't be doing this. And here's why. It's because it helps keep Netflix cheap. But that's why there's no advertising. If you get something for free, there, as a guy who works for a content provider, the last thing I want is another content provider out there free not making you do this because then it's like, well, dude, now you're messing with my business model. And also when it comes to Netflix and when it comes to things that you're watching on television, even if you don't have, you know, quote unquote commercials in the middle of it, you're still being advertised to. If you don't think that that the that Punisher can, wearing this, right, that Pepsi drinking can is this, just there, just happens to right. be, a, it's so, called product placement. So, yeah. So, the, so there is that. But when it comes to like stuff like that, like, yes, not, you know, Facebook free, radio free, there's going to have to be, well, where do you make money? You just can't contact. Constantly be right. pumping out content. Facebook can't continue to be one of the best places in the world to work without paying people money. The only way they can make money, and then this is the way they're going to do it. Now, I know people are going to go, well, go back to the movie when they didn't want to do it. When they were there, like, no, let's keep it cool. It's like, well, yeah. yeah. But what Zuckerberg also knows is, dude, is that he's got nearly everybody on the planet on it. It doesn't, no longer has to be cool. You're going to use it no matter what because everybody you know is on it. I'm kind of over Facebook videos as a whole. I feel like there's way too many of them. I hate when they automatically start. Despise that. It's like, dude, and all of a sudden I've got media blaring out of my phone that I didn't even want to watch. So, I, I, I mean, I hope if anything out of this, it's probably maybe less emphasis on videos, less like, hey, here's this stupid tasty video and hey, here's this video of, you know, how mirrors are made and hey, here's this video about like I don't know, just stupid crap people share. It's I, I wonder if it's going to end to less sharing. I, I wonder if it's going to lead to less sharing of people going. You know what I mean? Of getting sick of reading the first couple of comments of people bitching about the fact that they had to watch an ad first. But it's like I I, I don't I, I'm not wild about like this content utopia where people. You know what I mean? Like it, again, it's. It, you're going to have to do this. I'll tell you one of the smartest things I saw Facebook do, and they actually addressed this, is now you'll start watching a video, and then it'll stop in the middle of it. And then you, can, and you can't skip it. Like, you watch, like, 
like the ad, and then you can go to the video. How smart is that? That is really that is a brilliant person in advertising saying, you know what to do here is give them half of it, give them the hook. It's the tease. It's the tease. It's the we're giving you tickets next. It's that's all that is, and it was very very smart. Now they say they're going to continue to do that, but only in videos that are three minutes or longer. And I got to wonder this. I'd be very interested to see Facebook's data on this. How many people sit through a three minute video? Three minutes. I would, dude. I just feel like that's you were the forever. first, dude. Forever. You were, you were the first person I thought of when I read that. I was like, dude, Fantone would never watch a three-minute video. 45 seconds. If it's longer than that, I'm like, dude, what am I'm I out. doing? I'm skipping ahead. I'm out. And, dude, you have an attention span. So, like, imagine what it's like. Right. It just, you know, John Q. Public out there. Because when I read it, I was like, well, three minutes is a lifetime. Minutes. Yeah, it feels, it feels like, like what in the hell are you doing? Scott from winningfornextyear.com is on his way next. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love it. Rock. 106. It was like 2003. You'd be in my Dwayne Wade top five cell phone plan, buddy. <laughs> game, right? I mean, the Steelers kind of got robbed. I mean, I know we're Browns fans, but I mean, come on. They kind of got robbed a little, right? Yeah, I didn't see it live, but I saw the instant uproar in my timeline from a lot of people who are decidedly not Steelers fans. Right. Um, who are administered, whether it's catch, not catch, whether it was a first down being decided by a note card, you know, in the... They like literally shoved a note card in between the football and the things that need to change, and I don't know what the first step is going to be to get that done. Well, the fans want what happened last game on the field anymore, and they and that the refs are so much a part of it that it's almost unwatchable. Yeah, and I don't think they know what to do. To be honest, I, I you know I I don't know what sort of recourse there is. You know how like in the NBA they. You know, it'll, it'll, if it'll only make Pittsburgh feel worse about it when it comes back and says, yeah, that, that probably should have. You know, I'm not a big fan of, you know, the public shaming thing, but I feel like if you're, you're saying, you know, fans are, ter- are don't know what to do, I feel like had, adding a little bit of transparency there would make that, you know, a little bit more of a relationship as opposed to them just shoving a product on our throat and we have to deal with whatever the outcome is. I, um, I want to talk to you about the Browns game a little bit yesterday, obviously, and I did not see it, but I'm hearing from Browns Twitter that there were issues with Josh Gordon not rushing back to the huddle to hear plays, was running routes that he wanted to versus what was called, and that there, are, there, there were some signs of flat-out disrespect from Josh Gordon during the game yesterday. Is this people reaching, or is this something you happen to notice while watching it? Uh, I didn't watch much either. I just had a bunch of stuff going on yesterday. But you, know, I saw the fourth quarter, which you know, is all we really needed to see. Um, I, I, the body language is defeated, um, and I, you know, he, 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 between being stared down and drawing, you know, a leading double coverage to him, being, you know, not being able to move the ball, strip sacked in the end zone, and I, and I just, it's, it's, it's hard because it's the second game back, and looking so defeated, you know, with that body language is not a good sign because these guys, the other guys, have been going through it for, you know, about three more months than he has, sure. um, you know, but. The, you know, I think there's a lot of you know body language experts on Twitter, just like there's a lot of lip reading ex- experts on Twitter, who you know, and doctors and lawyers and everybody. But there's you know that it was it wasn't the best. But you know, he said after the game he was frustrated. You know, it started out great, um, and then it took him you know a very long time to even get his first reception. Uh, you know, he, he would haul in a couple, but by that point in time, it was you know they were already down fourteen. Not matter, right? And it, and it wasn't going to matter, you know. He's, he's a kid who wants to make an impact, and I don't, you know, he, I, you know, he's embodying, you know, every ounce of fandom, you know, we have as we're watching this game. The unfortunate part is he's a professional. And he's supposed to, you know, he's supposed to hustle. He's supposed to do all the things that he's getting criticized for. But I, you know, as a human being, it's very hard for me to blame him. 
Yeah, I, I don't think anybody can blame Josh Gordon coming out of it, other than the it's fact. Human. Other than the fact, I that, don't like it, but it is human. But 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 you just got back at this point. You just being That's out there should still be enough of like a dude. I'm back. I'm I made out it. Here. I'm you know. I, the, the, I accomplished my dream again. There is There's that argument. Fantone's to be made, right on that. But one. when you look at the rest of the Browns organization, no, of course you can look at him and say, dude, you've been out there for four months, just getting throttled time and getting time killed, and time right. again. So I think it's fair to say at this point, the locker room may have lost faith in the system. The locker room. May have lost faith in in, in in the powers that be and the authority figures there, which which brings me to Hugh Jackson. And if if we're saying that Hugh Jackson has lost the locker room, and we're saying that he's won one game out of the past two seasons, then how is he the coach next year? Well, how is he the coach next year? But more so, my question is is how is Cincinnati interested in him? Because I've seen it all morning on Facebook right. as well. If, too, if, yeah. if, if, if if Hugh Jackson is is the you know or if or if, if if Marvin Lewis moves away and and Hugh Jackson's the guy coming in, what the hell is Cincinnati thinking? How are you? How are, how are you interested in your ex? You know what I mean? Right. You 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 remember the good times, right? Um, and I and I think well, my ex was you know, good in bed, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she was she was good. Um, you know there there is you know there it's just, it's I think it's human nature to remember you you forget the bad, you remember the good, right? You know, nostalgia nostalgia is more not remembering but forgetting. You know, in a lot of ways, and I okay. think you know there was a lot of times it's when good, you it's a good take. Had that offense, you know, going, and the, and Cincinnati was in the playoffs, and they were winning the AFC North, and you know there was it wasn't long ago where he was supposed to be the succession plan behind Marvin Lewis, and then the Browns needed the head coach, and he wanted and he wanted a shot at, at doing that, um, you know. So I I don't know. I mean, I watched yesterday, and I saw you know for brief snippets a guy who couldn't find his own challenge flag, you know, to, to challenge a play. Um, you know, running, you know, three yard plays when it's third and seven, you know, there, there's a lot of, a lot of issues there that again, we, when we watch as fans, we don't know what, what the first and second read were supposed to be and what Kaiser ended up doing with the football. Do you know what I mean? Like there, there's a, there's a difference between, you know, these guys executing what they're supposed to do and what ends up happening, you know, on, on our televisions. But that said, I see a guy who looks woefully underprepared, you know, when he takes to the field trying to do play calling and be a head coach at the same time. You know, we saw Pat Shermer try and do it, and he failed miserably, and now he's one of the best offensive coordinators in football, leading Minnesota to an 11-3 record. You know, he's making Case Keenum look good in, in Minnesota, and I think there's some guys just have a place where they're supposed to be. Now, if he's going to try and do that same thing in Cincinnati, he has a few more weapons. You know, he, he has Andy Dalton, he has A.J. Green, he has three pretty good running backs. They have a really good tight end. Um you know, so I don't know if he steps in there and immediately starts winning football games, um, but I can see why they would want him just based on the history. I mean, it's the same reason we Browns fans want Bernie Kosar back here in some capacity. I mean, you just remember, you know, what 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 the good times were, and then and if he was a part, if you if you was a part of that, you kind of you, you assimilate you with that that situation. I want to go to the Christmas party where Bernie's a part of the Browns organization. So bad, dude. Oh my God, would I like to see that? Um, I, I read this this morning via Twitter, and I think it's interesting, and I was a Hugh guy, and I would like to be able to continue to be a Hugh guy, but there's been enough losing, and you're right, there's some definite issues with play calling and stuff like that, to where if they move off the guy, I'm all right with it, okay? But I did see this this morning, and I felt like it was a fair criticism of Hugh Jackson, where somebody said, you know, Deshaun Kaiser's 21 years old, he's played in 12 games. He's like, and then his coach is saying things publicly to the media like, ah, it's a fair question to wonder if he's ever going to get it. And it's like, he's 21, 
He's only played in 12, 13 games, whatever it is, and this is what his coach is saying about him publicly. There is an argument to be made that we're not really fostering the best environment for Deshaun Kaiser, right? No, but he has, he's, he's, if you kind of read the tea leaves over the last couple of weeks, um, you know, when, when kind of backed against the wall as to why he's not winning football games, he's blaming the roster. You know, he, he blamed, you know, Sashi Brown for not, you know, and he clearly won that battle with Jimmy Haslam. Um, you know, not able to win football games because you don't have the talent. Yeah, but I and love part it. and part of that talent is the quarterback. And I don't agree with the, the process. But if you're a guy trying to save your job, you know you're you're going to go down guns blazing. What you know, in a, in a lot in a lot of ways. So, you know, it's it's a competitive environment. There's there's 32 head coaching positions now. That said, if he if he thinks he can foster some kind of trade to to Cincinnati. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that tune changes or not, but yeah, it's not, it's not a good look. Um, you know, he's pretty much, you know, Drew, Drew Dude has drawn the line in the sand that he can't win until he gets the quarterback. And I think, you know, if he doesn't think Sean Kaiser is the quarterback, you know, I don't know. I, it's not, you know, he's still a kid who's going to essentially be in this, you know, quarterback's room for a couple of years, even if he's not the starter. So, you know, I don't know how you, you know, if, if, even if they do bring in, you know, Josh Rosen next year, just for lack of example. Um, and he goes down in week three, you know, because, you know, Spencer Drango gets torched on the left side. Um, you know, the Kaiser's going to have to be the guy again. Right. And you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna need to, to work with this kid in some capacity, even if he's not your starting quarterback. So, now I agree with you. Um, it's not exactly, uh, you know, fostering the best environment. Um, you know, I'm a big accountability fan, but, you know, to your point, the kid's 21 and he's got a lot of ways to go here in the NFL. I mean, he's younger than Darnold, younger than Rosen is. And, uh, you know, sometimes, in myself included, I think people forget that. I um, at, at the sake of being up against it, I, I do want to get into this, though, because I feel like Indians fans would murder me if I let you go without talking about Santana no longer being a Cleveland Indian. And again, man, it just seems like this roster, I mean, I get it because they were great, so people are coming after the players. Like, wh- what's going on with this roster? What moves do you think are going to happen? Like, what's going on? You know, the, the, the pitching staff is still strong. Um, my, my frustration is that why not capitalize on this moment of strength when you have one of the best rotations in baseball and try and, you know, maximize your opportunity here? Um, I don't know what they plan on doing. You know, the, the, with the Indians, they're really never done. Um, right. You know, we saw it last year. You know, they, you know, add Austin Jackson late. They add... Um, Jay Bruce, you know, midseason, they do, they do a lot of things. The, 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 you, you never really know what you're working with in the playoff until that playoff roster set. So it's, it's tough to jump down their throats on it. Um, I just don't know how, given the construct of this roster, given the uncertainty around Michael Brantley, if you don't re-sign Jay Bruce, you know, I don't know what you're doing for, in the way of, you know, power hitter outside of Edwin Encarnacion. And that's, that's, that, that kind of scares me a little bit. I don't, I don't think, and I know Indians fans were kind of, um, you know, culture to be like twenty million dollars. You know, but the, for for the production that he provided as a Gold Glove first baseman, Gold Glove caliber first baseman, and you know, a guy who can hit you know near you know two seventy and provide get on base and not not create a lot of outs. I, I don't think twenty million dollars is that bad. I mean, you know, there's a lot of statistics that say you should pay ten million for a win, and if he's worth three three and a half wins, you know, you're looking you know in that thirty thirty five range. You know, so 20 necessarily isn't necessarily too bad. But I know you're paying for the future, and I know you don't want to jeopardize, you know, the rest of the roster and everything else. Now, that said, if they, if they don't re-sign all these guys and still aren't able to re-sign, you know, the Francisco Lindors of the world, 
I think I think Indians fans have a really good gripe because you know this team had a pretty good window here with these young pitchers all under all under control and to not put some bats around them uh, and score some runs. We saw. Well, I mean, what was the issue against New York, right? Right. You couldn't score any runs. They, you know, the, the pitching staff held them pretty well. But if you're not going to score runs, you're not going to win baseball games. So until they start getting some bats in here, you know, I, I don't I don't fault anyone for being a little upset about it. I was interested on in your take on that because I didn't want to see Santana go, but I don't know baseball money as well as I know football money. So I wasn't sure if $20 million a year was crazy for Santana or not. I'm So I was interested, as always, to get your take. Scott, buddy, we're obviously out next week because of the holiday. So, dude, have a fantastic Christmas, man. We'll talk to you after the first of the year. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for everything. Have a great day, man. More Sansbury Show and Fantone. I yeah. was right. I predicted it. I okay. said I said he'd be next, and sure enough, he was next. That is next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com, and we have Canton Charge tickets for you. They're playing the South Bay Lakers. That's this Friday, December 22nd. We'll get you hooked up here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number on those. Andrew Tweeton says, Stansberry, did you have any idea that when you woke up for work this morning, you were going to find out that the Red Hot Chili Peppers are from California? <laughs> says, mind, mind blown. <laughs> Shocker. As a matter of fact, dude, Andrew, that's funny because Fantone and I were just talking about that as we just played the Chili Peppers there. And it's a band I like. I don't love them. They're a band I like. I recognize they're talented, but I either really like their stuff or I don't like it at all. And there's kind of like no middle ground for me with Chili Peppers. And I got to be honest with you, Around the World is just one of them songs. It's like, that one doesn't land for me. But again, like I've hated some of their biggest, like Under the Bridge is a song I hate. I hate that song. So I'm probably not the best judge of right now Chili Peppers catalog stuff there. But yeah, they, they, uh, they like the California a yeah, lot. They are from California. They enjoy saying California quite a bit. They do the Red Hot Chili Peppers enjoy saying California almost as much as I enjoy saying how right I was. Like, I love saying I was right. The I told you so, oh, oh, it's like my favorite thing in the world to do, right? And I had told you that one of the next big names that would be a target of the sexual harassment awakening that's happening in this country, I told you, I was like the, one of the next big names of this will in fact be Gene Simmons of KISS. Having been a huge KISS fan, am a KISS fan, I've heard plenty of lore of Gene Simmons. As a matter of fact, I have a personal story from a woman I know. I've told it a couple of times on the program. If you haven't heard it, you're probably going to hear it again here in a minute or two. But Gene Simmons, bassist, co-frontman of KISS, is now denying accusations of sexual misconduct. Apparently, a lawsuit was filed in L.A., He's accused of making unwanted sexual advances during an on-camera interview November 1st at the Sam Manuel Casino. Oh, my God, dude. I used to live right around the corner from the Sam Manuel. And they have now a Rock and Brews restaurant, which he co-owns with Paul Stanley of Kiss. So the woman is a longtime on-air personality for a local rock station. They're calling her Jane Doe as of right now. But she says in the court filing while sitting on a couch in a green room that Gene Simmons grabbed her hand, forcefully placed it on his knee, and held it there. The woman says she quickly removed her hand, but then he continued his unwanted, unwarranted sexual advances. 
he reached out for her hand yet again. It also says that Simmons reached out towards her ass and then touched it. The two posed for photos after the interview, and that's when he had done that. He denies the claims, issued a statement, which he tweeted out. This was yesterday from his official Twitter account saying he attempts to defend myself against any alleged charges that you may be reading about in the media. For the record, I did not assault the person making these accusations in the manner alleged in the complaint or harm her in any way. I am conferring with my lawyers with the aim of countering these allegations. And I look forward to my day in court where the evidence will prove my, my, my innocence. Well, if it's an on-camera interview, right, we'll be able to see, right? I mean, at least the hand underneath thing. Maybe the photo you won't because, you know, the photo's taken of him from your front. Her ass is in the back of her, obviously. He could reach around. We won't know that was happening during that photo, right? But if he grabbed her, like, hand and placed it on her knee and, like, held it there, which, again, is creepy. It's not something I would do. I, I guess it's sexual misconduct. I mean, the word misconduct is kind of like a large umbrella, and this has to be something because you can't just run around and do this. Right. So you got to call it something. Right. And you it was I mean? sexual in nature. It's not like he was doing that it's not, just to do it. I, I won't go so far as to call it sexual assault, but it's sexual misconduct is okay because it is something you should not do, and we got to refer to it somehow. Yeah, and I mean, it's 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 been lost in these conversations, but like... There are varying degrees of this, and to accurately, you know, represent them is important in this. So, knowing Gene Simmons the little bit I do, and having, you know, been a fan of the brand of Kiss my entire life, I've heard plenty of stories, I have a personal story as a matter of fact, that if you tell me that his infractions were grabbing a woman's hand and placing it on his knee like a creepy old grandfather man, yeah, he did it. Like, I told you he was going to be guilty of this stuff. I told you. As a matter of fact, he played a club I work at. This was this last year, I think. And a woman who worked with me at the time, she no longer works there from what I understand. I haven't seen her in a long time. Came from the backstage area and said to me, she's like, dude, Gene Simmons just walked up to me and grabbed me by the crotch. I was like, what? And here's the thing. When she told me, I didn't even bat an eye. I was like, yeah, I bet he did. Like, I, ne- I didn't think to myself, there's no way Gene Simmons didn't do, like, there's no way he didn't do, or he did that. I never thought, I never once thought that. I was like, yeah, all right, I could see it. Yeah, I could see that. And again, man, like things are going to get interesting for guys like that. Like we're back in the day, we're like in photos and like, you know what I mean? You meet women and they're kind of hired to do this stuff and be hot near you. And it's like, you're trying to sell records by using sex and this and that. There's going to be a ton of these kind of stories about how like these photo shoots for album release parties and stuff like that where rock stars were groping chicks. You're going to hear about this. Dude, I mean, when the floodgates open on that, it's going to be it's just going to be every guy that ever picked up a guitar. Yeah, but the woman that you knew, she wasn't a model. She wasn't put in no, that situation. No, she went backstage to meet Gene Simmons because her and her husband are fans of Kiss. Right. And if I told you who this woman's husband is, you'd be shocked Gene Simmons didn't get punched. And it's just it's just worth noting here that like if a if somebody who was at the Kiss concert grabbed that bartender by the crotch, immediately kicked thrown out, out, thrown out, and and rightfully so. Right. Gene Simmons does it, and it's like, well, what are we gonna do? It's kind of one of them things, like, well, what do we do? So people hit me up all weekend, obviously. Look at your hero. Look at your hero. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's this. I knew who he was. I knew who he is. I don't expect Gene Simmons to be the moral authority to me. I don't expect him to be a better person than me. I expect hotter than hell to be good. 
And he recorded it in 1974, so I know it's good. I've had it forever. And I, this is what I've always said, where I felt like playing Michael Jackson on the radio was weird, but I was never going to be the guy that was like, we shouldn't do that because I was molested as a kid because I don't want to mess with art like that. So people were asking me, go stop listening to Kiss? No, never. Not going to do it. As a matter of fact, I listened to more Kiss this weekend than I did anything else because of this. That's weird. Not that I was celebrating like, go Gene Simmons. But it was weird. They were top of mind. So I was like, man, dude, remember how good this was? Remember how good this was? And I went back and listened to it. I'm not throwing out my Kiss records because Gene Simmons is a creep. I knew Gene Simmons was a creep. Not that I knew it in my it, like for fact, but I felt it. Kind of just assumed it. I, I'm not going to be shocked to find out rock stars are creeps. I mean, <laughs> it's a, half the reason they get into that industry is so they can bang as many chicks as humanly possible. Ultimately, behind that, that's a little creepy to start. So I'm going to be shocked he grabbed a woman's hand and put her on his knee? No. Hotter than hell's good, dude. It's never not going to be good. It's just the way it is. More Stansberry Show right around the corner and those Canton Charge tickets next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Online for you at WRQK.com. If you missed the opening of the program this morning, we walked into work and our boss is out this week. The cat's away. Yeah. Right, and we walked into work, and at our studio positions was just like a bottle of booze, just like hanging out each. Like I'm surprised we didn't have to split it. I'm surprised. Right. I was like, dude, cut that out. My half's at the bottom. Like my dad used to say that all the time. He would take a pop bottle out of my hand, finish it. He was like, sorry, man, my half was at the bottom. Dick, don't do that. But like we walked into work, and there was just a bottle of Tito's like hanging out at our work position. And then there was like there was like a uh, coffee gift card underneath it, which shout out for that, by the way. That's huge. Oh my god, I think we have to join like their their oh, plan. Geez. I don't know. We'll find that out tomorrow. But Fantone's favorite part is there was a card that was like it's like I don't know, it's not cardboard, but it's like kind of thick paper printed out. Yeah. Santa's rocking a pair of ha- you know what I'll post it. Dan dot Sansbury's the Instagram at Sansbury Show the Twitter. I'll post that here momentarily so you can see this, have a frame of reference. But Santa's rocking like he's got the earbuds on, right. earphones on there. He's got them on, and he's holding them so you know he's rocking. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like, he's holding them on his head so you know it's like this is so good. These might fall off my head because I'm bobbing. Yeah, he. Uh, you obviously he has the iHeartRadio app pulled up. Maybe listening to the Stansberry Show podcast. I don't know. I doubt it because he did. He smiling. So like I doubt. <laughs> but then it says Happy Holidays from Keith and Jeff. Those are our bosses, right? Which, by the way, how mad do you think one of them is that the other guy's name had to be on first, it? First, oh yeah, 100%. 100%. Why did well, he put his name on there? Yeah. My name was there first. That's the only name you needed. You didn't need the other one, right? But then on top of it, Phantom was like, dude, look, these two douchebags signed it. They autographed it. Like, it's, so yes, in like the computer printed out their names, right. and then underneath it, they signed where their names are. I mean, honestly, wouldn't you have like chalked this one up to the company and been like, yo, Merry Christmas from iHeartRadio. Merry Christmas from, you know, Akron Canton, you know, iHeartRadio. No, they had to put from Keith, they signed it. They, 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 it's, an, it's an autograph. It is, dude. Um... Like, I needed confirmation. Like, I needed a signature. Like, I needed to be notarized to know that it was from you two. Of course it was from you two. Right. Who else was going to do this? He put Jeff R, too. He didn't even put just Jeff. Jeff R. You're the only Jeff that works here. Make sure I get it in there. He is the only Jeff that works here, right? I don't know. Maybe. I I don't even know if I know everybody that works here. There's only eight of us. I'm hesitant to post this picture right now. I would be, too. I'm posting it on Twitter right now, and I'm hesitant. 
Because I asked Fantone, as a matter of fact, we had a flyer for our Christmas party, which is this Thursday. And I posted that, and my boss freaked out. I was like, why did you post that? He's like, because I thought it was funny. See, it's content there. I'm doing that thing, right? And he's like, you know, it said when and where the party is. I said, yeah. I said, people are going to show up. I said, Keith, no, they're not. Nobody's going to show up because it sounds like the worst Christmas party in the history of Christmas parties. We might as well go to Nana's, like, nursery, you know, nursing home and play, you know, Scrabble. And he's like, you're just negative. And I was like, about this, I am. Yeah, I am negative about this one. I, dude, I'm surprised they gave us booze. I really am. Just to me, feels very much, and especially since we work for, like, the biggest corporation on the face of the planet, very much it feels like to me... You'd be talking about, like, well, what if one of them decides to get into it and they get a DUI, and then all of a sudden they're going to say they got that uh, bottle of Tito's from the, from the office. Where and all were of you sudden, drinking? Right, right. Now, all of a sudden, we're liable. Even if it's just like, yo, you, you were drunk at home, I would just think that, like, Well, you the know, employee handbook probably says not to drink at, at the job, right? I would assume so. I've never read the employee handbook, but I would You were kind of shocked you didn't get a note saying not to drink it at work. Right. This is the same people who told me not to smoke cigarettes in the Hall of Fame parade, where it was like, well, guys, yes, I know that's not what I'm going to do, but... Which which again, I will go back to. If you thought you had to tell the guy not to smoke in the Hall of Fame parade, would you hire him for? Would you hire him for? Like, if you thought you had to like clean up after him that much, didn't you think bigger problems were coming down the pike? Yeah, Fantone, I know you're going to be standing in the back of a Corvette. Stansbury's going to be drunk, passed out on your couch. I didn't even go. But try not to flick butts at Emmett Smith as you're driving down Cleveland Avenue there. Just, you know, punching coaches in the face. Seriously, me and Bill, Bill Parcells just lighting up heaters, dude, just cheaping them out. Oh, dude, stop, man. Cigarettes sounded so good this last weekend. Uh, dude, I almost broke like four times. Like, I'm worried, man, because I got that anniversary right around the corner where right. it's coming. Right. And so that wolf has been, like, pounding at the door lately. Like, God, do I want to smoke cigarettes so bad. But I'm not going to. Well, all I'm saying is, dude, you're going to have a heart attack in eight years anyway, so I don't want you stopping yourself for. Like, I don't know why it's like, no, this is the thing I'm going to practice. There is part of me on. that goes, maybe on the fifth year anniversary, you just go, dude, you made it five years. Like, you did it. But it's the money, man. I don't care about my health at all. I could die tomorrow. Wouldn't care. Honestly, wouldn't care. Not morbid. Just one of those things, dude. I've had a good life. I've lived the way I've lived every day as if it was my birthday. I do whatever I want, whenever the hell I want. And so, like, dude, if I die tomorrow, I'm not necessarily going to be sad about it. It's not my health at all. It's the money. I don't want to be any more broke than I am while I'm still alive. That's sad. I don't care about my health at all. You take me off the planet tomorrow, wouldn't care. Wouldn't have to pay anything either. Oh, it'd be so good. Be so good. Be debt free finally. I mean, the, the not living part would suck, but like the the, the the not having to worry about where I'm going to pay for everything would be so so great. We're going to actually save you some money right now. Is we're going to send you to uh, the Canton Charge game. That's this Friday, December twenty second. They're playing the South Bay Lakers. We'll take caller eighteen at one eight hundred two four three seven six two five. And apparently, the WWE is back to their evil ways, and they want to dominate the entire entertainment industry. We'll tell you how they plan on doing it next on Rock one hundred six one hundred six nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069 online at WRQK.com. Missed anything from last week? Podcast it right there. Which, again, thanks again. Those numbers have been increasing every month, and we appreciate that. It's awesome of you. I can't remember who it was, but somebody was like, yo, I'm listening to a show of yours from three months ago. I'm like, man, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, a lot got, of episodes back there. The guy hit me up last week. He was listening to something from two years Jeez. ago. Yeesh. Yeesh is right. Try to forget all that. Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. I do indeed. I don't even know where we were two years ago. What was going on I here? I have no Who idea. Who knows? Right. This guy reached out to me just uh, over the break, and 
he had me thinking. I don't I, I don't know. He said, dude, from one bartender to another, what's your favorite drink to make slash drink? So I don't know about drink. I mean, dude, all right. I like Jameson and ginger ale a lot. Like, I'll drink that right. a lot. I like that. Like, I'm a big fan of whiskey and ginger. Like, I like that a lot. Um, My favorite drink to make? The last one of the shift, dude. I was going to say, you Budweiser, know I mean? here you go. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... I'm not a cocktail guy. Like, dude, it's the Agora. So we're ripping tops off of PBR cans right. and pouring you, like, Jack and Cokes. Like, we're, you know, there's no blender there. We don't... I mean, it's not, like, it's not really, like, a cocktail bar. Not a full... Well, full service? I yeah, mean, I mean, yeah. I got all the liquor. I can make you anything you want, but most often, right. it's like, dude, give me a, a Jack and Coke. Give me a Budweiser can. It's right. like, that's 90% of what we do. Yeah, if you're at the Agora and you're asking for, like, a pina colada go f yourself right i mean like what are you, what are you talking about i mean our our wine has like a like a, like a foil lid we rip off of it right. i mean like it's right. not i mean it's not I me mean, we're a concert venue it's not fancy i mean there's plenty of options got a lot of booze plenty of booze but it's not necessarily fancy so we're not and people ask me all the time like dude why do you still bartender that's why they're like, it's so far. And I'm like, yeah, dude, but it's good money, and it's not really bartending. Yeah. I don't have to sit there with the rag and wipe off the bar and listen to some dude telling me about how his girlfriend broke up with them. It's turn and burn. I serve you. You walk away, and it's like 10 people behind you. Let's go. Let's go. Quick. And, and even as, as you I love and, that. and I feel like I, here in the same boat, have you know been to 8 million concerts, there is something still cool about working at a concert. Yeah, I like it. It is. They're like, there's just no denying it. It's not like you're, it's not like you're you know, a bartender at Applebee's. And not to knock the bartender at Applebee's, but there is a little bit of like, well, I can't lie. Still to this day, as I walk past, because they make us walk through the front door now. Yeah. Um, as I walk past a line of people waiting for the show to open, right? And I go to reach for the door, and they're like, "They're not open yet." And it opens, and I just walk in, and you turn around, you look at everybody's face, freezing their balls off, waiting for the door to be open. There is a little bit of me. It's like, yeah, this is kind of cool. Like I, so yeah, there is that, and yeah. I like, I like seeing shows. Now, I don't care about Lil Pump at all. But I wanted to see it Friday night. I was like, all right, well, let me see it. I mean, he sold out, and like, dude, that show was sold out for three weeks. That show was sold out. And I was like, all right, well, let me see it. Be interested to see it. Stansbury texted me on Friday night because we'd been talking about Lil Pump throughout the day last week, and uh, he was like, "Dude, Lil Pump been sold, sold out, out for three weeks." And I just said to him in response, "I was like, dude, this is just further proof that rap is a young man's yeah. game, and we are too old." For I, it, dude, I get that, but you and I, just, we stay up. We tried to, and, and here's the thing: is like in your twenties, yeah, dude, all about rap music, and then we get into our thirties, and we try to keep up with it, and there comes to be a point. It's like, guys, this left you ten years ago. You just act like you know something. You act like you think you're cool, and you're not. And that's us right now, dude. That is. I think we're pretty cool. <laughs> that's one hundred percent us. Just sitting there. No, we still know rap music. We still know stuff. I we're do. cool. I mean, I was, dude. I was, I was a Quan fan. Get that new big boy in. It's good. Your company. Yeah, this stuff was not good, though. That crowd was, honestly, I mean, there might have been 200 people there over the age of 21. Maybe. Maybe. Young man's game. And, dude, like, I just saw, this is how I knew I was old. I, I looked at my bartender friend, Allison. We were behind the bar, and I said, you know how I know I'm old? She's like, how? I was like, I don't know who the cool kids are. I was like, they all look ridiculous. Right. <laughs> like, everybody looks ridiculous. I was like, that looks ridiculous, and that's a different form of ridiculous, but I don't know which one's the cool ridiculous. Like, I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, oh, my God, it's past me. It's over. 
Somebody laid me down. I need to be dusted <laughs> off. <laughs> dude, so apparently your buddy Vince McMahon. Yeah. Apparently Fantone's friends with Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, now. yeah, I'm, dude. I'm just making that a thing. Yeah, me and Vince just kicking it. He's starting Alpha Entertainment, mm-hmm. which people are saying now that this is going to culminate with him getting back into the football space. You may remember the XFL back in 2001 failed after one season. But they're saying that that there's a mentality growing inside the WWE circles that Vince kind of feels like with the national anthem protesting, with yep. the over refereeing of the games, yep. and some of the other stuff that's been going on with the NFL, that there's ground to pick up here. How many how many times throughout the last four years of this program have we talked about the perfect storm against the NFL right now? There's a million the CTE issues, a million a issues, a yeah. million issues, and there is a little bit of me that says, well, dude, now would be the perfect time because I've said it about the NBA, MLB. NASCAR soccer. If you are a sports organization in the country right now, you have to look at this as an opportunity. You have to look at this as well. There's disenfranchised viewers for whatever reason, and they're not going to go outside, right? And they're not <laughs> going, right? And they're not going to go volunteer, and they're not going to go do anything else. So, like, you have the opportunity here. They're not going to read a book to pick up people on your product. And if Vince McMahon is the guy that sees the opportunity and has the balls to act on it, hats off to him. Well, not only that, but I think more importantly, the failure in two. 2001 probably gives you the business model of what not to do, right? Especially in today's day and age. You can't make it because, dude, the XFL, they did. They went way too far into the sex sells angle of it. I mean, it was like, it was way, I mean, to the point to where Bob Costas like walked away from it, it was like, wouldn't mention it on NBC and that whole thing. So I think Vince probably learned that lesson again with the climate we're in today. Just don't be so on the nose with it. You can have like scantily clad cheerleaders. I mean, dude, they, Dallas they, has it. They exist You'd be fine all over the place. Every Again, basketball arena in but, the country. I mean, dude, they had cameras in the female locker rooms and stuff in the XFL games and stuff like that. I mean, dude, it was bad. I mean, it really was bad, and the play was bad. But again, they tried to get it on the field. Within six months, like he had announced it, and they didn't even like start li- like looking for players yet. So I think he may have learned from his hubris the first time around on it, and went, "All right, I learned some lessons, took it on the nose, we we we, we went away from it, but now the NFL's got this problem, and I got to tell you." Like look at that look at that documentary on Netflix that went crazy popular that last chance you. Right. That's all the XFL is going to be is last chance you the professional league. I think there's there's human interest in that. Yeah, I was going to say I mean in 2001 honestly that feels like that XFL thing feels like it could have been 30 years ago to me it feels so long yeah. ago but 16 years ago I don't think there was necessarily as many talented football players not in the NFL. Where nowadays we're like Football has just been so super saturated over the past 20 years where it's like, well, now there are more talented guys who weren't able to make it into the NFL, where it's 20 years ago, those guys... You had the cream of the crop in the NFL, and everybody else was 10 miles behind you, where it's like, well, now you might be able to get a decent league of guys who have either been kicked out, guys who weren't necessarily quite good enough, or, or guys, just you know, choose because right. the NFL won't give them the platform. It's racist. The owners are bad. Like, there's, mil- there, there's going to be a way to find players. Now, what I think Vince has to do here, if you want to make it viable, is you got to get the referee thing under control. Now, I know this sounds like I'm just doing this because of what happened to the Steelers last night. And again, as a guy who does not like the Steelers, as a Browns fan, the Steelers were robbed, in my opinion, last night. I don't know if that is a catch or not under the guidelines of the NFL. Obviously, it's not. But that should be a catch in the NFL. I'm sorry. That's just the way I feel about it. But I think that there's... It, like I remember when the XFL was like, he, they're not going to let you like you know fair catch it. Like you're going to have to get hit, and every football fan loved that. Right now, you can't do that because guys are going to get hurt. 
But if you take the referees out of your league a little bit and you loosen some of these rules and it's about high scores and hard hits, you're going to pick up ground, man. I think saying guys are going to get hurt should be like the tagline of the of the of the federation of the wow. league. Guys are going to get hurt. I think that should be what they sell it on. Like, wow. yo, this is hard-hitting football. In the age of CTE? I mean, dude, but here's the thing. is like, if the NFL is going to zig, the XFL 2.0 has zag. to zag. They have to. They have to be the counterpunch to that. And with the sissification of football and with, oh, look at these pansies out there. Yeah. And they just want to wear, they just, you know, they just want to wear flags and they want to play flag football. Not over here, baby. Dude, guys are going to get hurt. Wow. I don't. You're right in the sense that I think it would help you. I don't think you're going to see advertising that tells you come here because dudes are going to get their knees snapped. Brain damage. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the team names. And where do you put them? But do they? But do they? You know, we talked about Vince learning from his past mistakes. Does he recognize, like, yo, he hate me? That was a step too far. If I give yes. these guys, if I give these guys the the clearance to do whatever you're they not want, have to now. You're not going to need he hate me now, and here's why. They all got Twitter. So all you got to do is give them TV, put their last name on TV, let them build their brand, and he can be he hate me on Twitter. Put their Twitter handle on there? Yeah, like all that stuff. Like, dude, all they, these guys all have platforms now. They, it's so like you don't, you don't need their personality bouncing out from, from inside their jersey because they all have an outlet. So I don't think you'll see as much of that. But like, where do you put them? Because LA's got two professional football teams now and they can't fill stadiums. Well, they would have to run counter to the season. I don't think they could do football in the fall and winter. I think they would have to start the like start, a summer start the league? season. Yeah, I think they would have to. You'd have to go spring summer. Now you're competing with summer vacations and stuff like that. Yeah, like, but I mean, do people? What are people doing? Were they going outside? No, they're still sitting in there watching TV, watching more TV. Now again, I know the, the NFL's talking about a, you know an expansion there, but I'll tell you where the XFL works huge is Vegas. I wonder if they. Uh, I wonder if they go international. The NFL's been trying to do that. Do you put a Mexico City team? Do you put wow. a London team? Do you a beat Vegas team? The NFL to the punch yeah. they want. Yeah. Oh, there's a good idea there because the NFL's desperately trying to figure out how they acclimate their game. You know how they get their game there. Go smaller cities, not necessarily. You know, Boise, like small this cities. And this right, and right, right. That. I'm not saying like Canton's going to have a franchise, even though that'd be sick. Um, but now, let me ask you. How does the Pro Football Hall of Fame feel about that? It's not the NFL Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Is there anybody who wasn't an NFL player in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Did, did Tommy Maddox from the uh, XFL, did he end up getting in there? I don't I don't Played remember. Played NFL football, so I want, I mean, he's not ah, in. But, I mean, Maddox like, isn't in. But, I mean, did he, you know, did any, uh, no, of course the answer is no there, but, like, I don't know how the Pro Football Hall of Fame handles that, but it Would is the pro not. Fo- because you're, it's a professional football Hall of Fame. It is not the NFL Hall of Fame. It's not. They're no. two separate entities two se- right there. No, they try, they try to always point that out, too. So let me ask you this: Is there a Canadian football player from the CFL in the in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? No, there's no arena football player. There's no CFL dude. These are all NFLers, I assume. I would I assume. Yeah, I would think. Because if you were good enough to get into the Hall of Fame, you were good enough to have gotten into the NFL, NFL. right? I mean, no other league has been established as the peer to the NFL, right? Not even close. So therefore, yes, if you were going to. I mean, Warren Moon had what a hell of a career over there, but dude, he was great as an oiler too. So like, that's right. where that that's happened. where he's getting. You know in. what I mean? That's where he's getting in is because he was a great NFL player too. Interesting. I'd like to see the XFL. I again, 2.0, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a WWE guy, but Vince knows entertainment. He knows how to deliver eyeballs to screens. I mean, he's a genius at that.
I'd be very, very interested to see that. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Looking ahead at tomorrow is uh, New Tour Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Rock Casino there in Northfield Park. And, uh, dude, I found, or actually Fantone found this, where Jake Owen and Parmalee have teamed up for a song called Christmas Spirits. And we don't know, but we are suspicious that this has to do with the drinks that surround Christmas. Yeah, speaking of Christmas spirits, you should stop by that Christmas bar. Opens at 4 o'clock right next to TD's on West Tusk right there, Are baby. Are you working tonight? Not tonight. Tomorrow and Wednesday I will be there. Oh, look at that. And then, no, never mind. No, don't tell them. Don't, t- don't tell them where the Christmas party is. Do not tell them where it's no. at Thursday. Of course the Christmas o'clock. party is not at, at a restaurant no. slash bar owned by like my boss's best friend. No, nope. of course it's not there. Nope. No, of course it, it wouldn't be there. Dude, everybody knows that he was so mad. He was so mad, dude, dude. he came into my office. He was like, hey, dumbass, why would you post that thing? I said, well, I took your phone number off of it. I didn't even realize my phone number was on it. <laughs> well, I'm the dumbass. You put your phone number, you put your cell phone, your personal cell phone number on a flyer, send it out to the entire building. You didn't know you did that, and I'm the dumbass. I don't want people... Dude, it's you, you're having it in public. Yeah, it's going to be a... Do you not think that other people were going to be there? At 4 o'clock, other people will be there. It's not like we rented the room out. Like, we're just in there a half an hour early. So, like, people will be there. And it's because he plans on leaving at 4.10. He doesn't uh... care. It's weird that we have a guy with no Christmas spirit in charge None. of spreading the Christmas None. spirit. You know what I mean? Just because his head looks like a ham doesn't mean that... You know <laughs> what I mean? Body looks like Which, a by the way, why does Thanksgiving get its own meat? And Christmas, the bigger of the two holidays, does not get its own meat. You'll hear people say Christmas ham. Yet, I don't view Christmas as like a ham holiday the way Thanksgiving is a turkey holiday. Right. I think it's because... I think Christmas has more... I don't want to say a bigger audience, but there's more like traditions that get brought into Christmas. Where Thanksgiving, it's like, yo, here's the dishes, here's what you do. Right. Where Christmas, it's like, you know, you've talked about this in, in, in the past, where like... Your grandma was like huge in Italian food. Yeah, you know that's what, what we. That's what my, my mom. She she already sent me like the rundown. It's everything's gonna be pasta related. So I just think that that's Christmas is so broad and so like wide compassing. Even though I guess you know the war on Christmas, but still there's so many different like traditions that get brought into it as opposed to just like hey here's what you eat. And that's all right. I feel like that's good. I don't think I have like a traditional Christmas meal. I'm trying to think of what my mom used to make when we were kids, and I think sometimes it was like. Yo, here's, you know, a turkey. And other times it was, yo, here's spaghetti. And other times it was like, yo, your dad made cheeseburgers out of a grill. Whatever's like, there, right? right? Whatever was on sale at Giant Eagle that week is probably the most likely thing that we have. Like, breakfast was a bigger deal in my house for Christmas than, like, lunch or dinner was. Because by yeah. then, it's like you're so tired from, like, playing with your toys. My mom probably just made what was ever in there. It was probably, like, chicken nuggets and, like, pizza right. rolls. Like, right. it pro- you know what I mean? It probably wasn't, like, but, like, Christmas breakfast was, like, a big deal. My mom was like, oh, He's big into that. Oh, Chris is telling me it's because Christmas has cookies as like the big food. Mm, yeah, but they're, they're but, delicious. But nobody comes to your house for cookies. But Thanksgiving has pie, so they still get a meat. It's not like we don't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Christmas needs a meat. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that meat should be. I'm not big into turkey. I probably like ham more than I like turkey. But if you told me like ham was going to be the star of the show, then yeah, I like it. But like, mm. yeah, ham's a good like secondary option. 
If you're if you're like Thanksgiving in it and your mom has a turkey and a ham, like I that's win win right there. If I'm at a wake, like a ham steak, like a, like a slice okay. of ham, like that makes sense there. Okay, almost warm. You know what I mean? Like right. the body in the casket. It's right. almost warm right. there. Cheesy potatoes sitting next to it. You're, you're in the basement. Like, yeah, it's right. like, oh, dude, somebody died and this ham's better than I thought it was going to be. God, like, I want to get out of here. <laughs> that's that's it. That to me is like where ham goes. You know what I mean? But I'm surprised Christmas doesn't have like it's like the turducken or whatever. It's like this is what you do. Yeah, you can't you can't call Christmas cookies the me- the star of the show. That's yeah, a, that's I don't buy that. I mean, it's not it's not a star. I think that's half assing it. I'm going back and forth on whether or not I'm going to get hammered at the Christmas party. Like, there's part of me that wants to. Now, I know it's not smart. Like, I'm, like the, all this week, you're going to hear us tackle things like this on the show. Like, the seven reasons not to do this, right? And every year, the study comes out and says, don't be the guy that drinks too much at the Christmas party. Yet, dude, I got to tell you, I'm in a hurry to tell everybody to go F themselves. Well... <laughs> The good news is, the good news is, is most most holiday Christmas parties, it's like, dude, I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna get too drunk. I feel like we at least have a unified team effort on this one. Sometimes, you know, listening to the show, people are like, you guys hate each other, don't you? Not in this case, dude. We are the only partners that we have when it comes to this Christmas party. I think we should get hammered. So, so we gotta go in there like with unified, a, with, right? Same page, same sentence, same plan. We gotta go in there and know what we're doing. Good news is, my girlfriend just texted me and she said, hey, I think I'm getting out early on Thursday. She's like, I should be able to stop by the. Uh, the Christmas party and I said well awesome I just like that well no I think it's good we get an automatic free ride home we don't even have to worry about Uber Oh, I do like that. Yeah, dude. She, wait, wait, wait. She's going she to she hold me back? She's going to hold me down? No. I, I live in the complete opposite direction. Ah, dude. It's not like Canton's that big. 20 minutes from one side to the other. <laughs> we'll be fine. That butthole doesn't even need to be up in the head of the traffic <laughs> copter. I know what's going on out there. We'll be fine. I don't know, dude. I, uh, I don't know. I worry. Like, like I'm just going to be sitting there hammered, take some woman's hand, put it on my knee, Jeez. go all Gene Simmons. Jeez. Go all Gene Simmons. I do. There's part of me that wants us to get like hammered, like as soon as we're done with the show on Thursday, just start boozing. Because the party didn't start till three, right? So it's like let's get done at ten, right? And just start getting hammered, like rolling blacked out drunk, right? <laughs> <laughs> just start pushing people over, knocking Rudolph teenies out of hands. What? Say something, bitch. Dude, like, I, right? I'm gonna have to escort somebody out of my own Christmas party. I think it's awesome. come on. I'm being told that. Prime rib is a go-to Christmas meat. Lamb, ham, and rib roast. Thanks, rich people. Yeah, because another guy, Marshall, here says Christmas duck. It's like, well, dude, my parents were poor. What are you talking prime rib? What are you talking about? Yeah, my parents were too poor for duck. Steakums is what we had. <laughs> like, prime yeah. rib, what are you talking about? Yeah, my, I mean, dude, like, dude, seriously, there was duct tape over holes in the walls of my house. Like, my, I say it all the time. My parents lived in Aurora Shores and had no business living, living there. My dad made nowhere near the kind of money it took to live there back then. Ugh, prime rib for all the children. Like, Christmas, what are you talking about? Yeah, my mom was like, no, we got Teresa's pizza yesterday, and it's still <laughs> left over in the fridge. You're eating that. Mom, what's for dinner? I don't know. Cereal's in there. You know, you have a raisin brand Christmas, you think? And then they'd always hit you with that. Really? You had a morning full of toys, and you got every toy you wanted, and now you're pissed because nothing hot for dinner? You know, there's kids in there. It's like, yeah, well, I'm not in Africa, though, Mom. I'm in Aurora Shores, so how about you heat something up and give me Christmas dinner? Duck. Jesus. I don't even know. Do you like duck? 
Um, it's, it's a little kinda, salty. I just say it's kind of gamey. I feel it's a like fat, and it's not. It's nothing. Nothing I would ever order. It's one of those things. If it's like, hey, you're at an event, something's there, I'll eat it. But I'm not like, I'm not like, oh, love the duck, please. Now all of a sudden, dude, like my plate, and like if I'm running down the line, it all of a sudden looks like Mario jumping for coins over duck. I'm like, nope, <laughs> skip right over that one. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Yeah, welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Missed anything this morning? Podcast it right there shortly after 10 a.m. Like, if you missed that story of that kid crying at the Agora. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was aggressive. And, like, it made me uncomfortable. Like, he used all the 2017 trigger things. Somebody was in his space. He actually used that. It was aggressive. And he was made to feel uncomfortable. I mean, he went right down the line of what Twitter tells you to say. When somebody's doing something awful to you, although nobody did anything awful to him. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there's times when you can say those things, but this wasn't one of yeah. those times. Not even Dude, close. People can definitely get into your space and make you feel uncomfortable. For sure, that's a real thing. <laughs> that's, not, that's not made up. But yeah, if you missed that story, it's in today's podcast. That kid freaked me out. I didn't know what to do. Did not know what to do. So, buddy, you're not working that Christmas bar, huh? I am not, dude. And honestly, not do done. I, I don't know. Like, I'm gonna go home, and my girlfriend's not gonna be there. And like, oh. I feel like this past week, I literally had something else every single night of the week. Like, there was never a time when it was like, yeah, you just work your normal job, and then you're fine. It was no, I was full the entire week. So, like, I don't know. I'm gonna go home. I, I think I'm gonna watch. Uh, I think I'm gonna watch Clash of Champions last night from the uh, from the WWE. And, uh, oh, is that a pay-per-view or something? Yeah, that's about it. That's about all your boys got planned right there. What's uh, what's the stories with Stansberry? What you got? Not a whole lot. I mean, I do. Um, I have a meeting at Wakeham today at three. Okay. So I got to head over there, and mm-hmm. I, I believe we're going to be doing some uh, some Facebook Live videos, maybe some YouTube stuff. Okay. For Wakeham today, and so uh, I got that going on at three o'clock. But I, dude, aside from that, nothing. It's, I'm uh, still like knee deep, and um. In that Star Wars video game, like I'm still knee deep in that. Like I just, I, I'm, I just cannot get enough of that damn game. It's that time of year when, like, there's kind of nothing going on. Like everybody's like, ah, talk to me next year. We'll do it next year. Blah 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 blah. Um, and Stansberry and Phantom, what are their answers to? Well, you guys have all the free time in the world this afternoon. What are you gonna do? Play Star Wars? What pro wrestling? <laughs> do we talk about it all the time off the air? Like that if you got into a time machine and went and found the 17 year old versions of us. And said, dude, tell your English teacher he's a dick and doesn't know a goddamn thing because in the end, you're going to make more money for dreaming about Star Wars, talking about Gene Simmons molesting chicks, and all the stuff that nobody's ever going to care about Kiss, Dan. Yeah? Way to go, Mr. DeSico. He might be dead. That might not be nice. Let's not do no, that. No, still alive. Still alive. Coach D. Yeah, Jimmy DeSico still alive. I loved, I loved Coach Jim. He was a good dude. Good dude. But yeah, no, if you went and found the 17-year-old version of yeah. us and said, dude, one day this is going to be your life, my head would explode. That was pretty cool, dude. 20, year, 20 years later, I'm like, God, this sucks. And it's then terrible. all the way at the end, after the, yeah, man, you'll be a grown-up, you'll just get to talk, you know, you'll get paid to talk trash. Here's the downside, still going to have to masturbate way too much. That part, <laughs> that part's not great. Apparently, you're stuck in 10th grade forever, like in that regard. Other than that, your life's going to be pretty fantastic. All right. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106. Now, you guys have a great afternoon. See ya. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Stansberry.